Episode 43, 5 mistakes to avoid when starting a microgreens business. You're listening to the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast, where the aim is to help you start, grow and improve any microgreens business. I'm your host, Brian Faulkner, owner of a microgreens business that I operate out of my own home. Stay tuned and welcome along. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks a million for tuning in today. I hope you're doing good there wherever you are. It's kind of hard to keep up with what's going on in every different part of the world but we were lucky enough here in Ireland to have our restaurants open up again this week. This was the second shutdown that we've opened up from again and we were lucky enough to get all those restaurant orders back here so I hope things are going good there wherever you are too. In this episode, we're going to take a look at five mistakes to avoid when you start a microgreens business. If you're thinking about starting a microgreens business or you're in the early stages of starting one, stay tuned to this episode because you're going to learn some of the mistakes that I made personally when starting out and how you can avoid making the same mistakes. And this is going to save you a lot of time. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by TrueLeafMarket.com. TrueLeafMarket are the go-to microgreens seeds and equipment company all across the United States and Canada. And the list of countries that they deliver to is always expanding. They're a really customer-focused company and they have your success in mind always. All of their seeds are tested to make sure that they have the right germination rate. Some companies have seeds sitting in stock for long periods of time and over time seed loses its viability. Trueleaf Market turns over their inventory so frequently that their seeds are always as new and as fresh as you're going to get. And that in turn is going to help you have more successful grows and make more money. I'm really happy to promote Trueleaf Market because I really do believe that they're a customer focused company. They have such a great variety of microgreen seeds on their website and all at reasonable prices too. The guys over there have also been generous enough to create a special offer of a 5% discount for all of the listeners of the Microgreens Entrepreneur Podcast. And all you have to do to avail of that is type in the code MGE5 at the checkout. The code again is MGE5. Okay, so before we get started, I just wanted to make you aware of a competition that we're running. And I made a brief little episode about it specifically and put it out last Friday, if you haven't heard that already. And up for grabs is three copies of my online course, the Microgreens Business Blueprint. The course covers every aspect of how to start a microgreens business. It covers the growing, the selling, equipment, ideal climate conditions, everything you can think of. And that's all delivered through video lessons. There's label templates, a stock tracker, a growing journal. There's a Facebook group that the students of the course and myself are in. And there's much more there. And it's all designed to help you get a microgreens business up and running and making money as quickly and hassle-free as possible so to be in with a chance of winning a place in the course or a scholarship you could even call it all you have to do is go over to apple podcasts leave a review screenshot a picture of the review and send it to me at brian at microgreensentrepreneur.com or you can dm that to me on instagram as well if you want if that's easier so that's it that's all you have to do you've got until the 18th of december to do that if you go ahead and do that you'll be entered into a draw and the three winners will be announced on a special christmas episode of the podcast on monday the 21st of december so go ahead you can pause this episode go ahead and do it right now unless you're driving or something you can head over to apple podcasts leave a review screenshot it and send it to me it'll probably take less than five minutes and you could potentially win a copy of the course that helps you start your own microgreens business and possibly changes your life 
Alright, so this week's episode is all about mistakes you could make when starting a microgreens business. And just so you're aware, even if you were to take my course I just mentioned, or someone else's course, or you watch every video on YouTube that's out there, you listen to this podcast, you're putting your best foot forward to get off to the best start. But you're most likely still going to make some mistakes. They're just inevitable. Every other microgreens business owner that I've interviewed on the podcast so far, they all had made mistakes and they all had mistakes to share on the podcast and mistakes from their journeys. So it's not a straight line. There's going to be ups and downs on the way and it's how you deal with them that's going to make you successful or not. I love that quote by Thomas Edison. So when Thomas Edison was inventing the electric light bulb and he had tried thousands of times to invent it and and he kept failing and someone asked him how he felt about all the failures he said that I have not failed I have found 10,000 ways that don't work so he chose to look at all those so-called failures in a positive way learn from them and move on to trying the next way that does work and we all know that he did eventually figure it out and invent the light bulb So what I'm saying here is that mistakes, they aren't necessarily bad. They're how we learn and how we improve. And if you're not making mistakes, you're probably not trying something that's challenging enough for for you. So anyway, I want to help you avoid some mistakes. And these mistakes that I'm going to talk about today, they're based on my own experience. And yeah, they're mistakes that I made myself. So hopefully by telling you these stories, it's going to help you at least avoid avoid these mistakes. Some of them are big and some of them are minor. So let's get into them now. First one up, and this is the biggest mistake that I made, and it was the hardest one to fix after I made it. And the mistake was undervaluing my product. I'm going to imagine that this is common for some new microgreens growers. For me, I was just very unsure of myself at the start. I didn't know if my microgreens were any good, you know, so I had no feedback to know whether or not they were good. I didn't know if anyone would buy them. Actually, I'll rephrase that. I was scared that no one would buy them and all of the time I had put into setting up would be wasted. I was afraid I'd be told they were too expensive if I didn't price them cheap. And another thing as well back then is that I didn't fully understand the value of time. So a lot of time gets put into growing and selling microgreens and I wasn't really considering that and I was just pricing them on what I thought I'd be able to get for them. And all those negative thoughts I suppose you could call them or false beliefs that were going on in my head it led me to pricing my microgreens pretty cheaply for the first handful of restaurant customers that I got. After I got those first handful of customers and I got some good feedback I got some more confidence in myself then in my growing practices and just the whole business and this led me to questioning the price I was charging and I started doing some maths in my head I was adding up how many hours I was putting into growing for these customers and how much of a return I was getting and it wasn't adding up to enough to feel like it was worth doing really so I raised the price then for all future customers that I got after that but I had to wait for a long time before I was able to raise the price to a fair amount to my first customers because you can't just go in a couple of months after gaining a new customer agreeing a price with them and then raise it a couple of months later it just wasn't something I wanted to do anyway maybe you can do that but I didn't really want to just go in straight away after getting a new customer realizing you messed up and changing the price pretty much straight away so I waited about six months before going back to those customers and having a conversation about raising the prices they all agreed when we had that conversation but there were conversations that are best avoided if possible 
So that is mistake number one to avoid. Don't underprice your microgreens when you're starting out because it takes a long time to be able to reverse that mistake. If you want to know how you can go about pricing your microgreens fairly for both you and your customer, go all the way back and take a listen to episode seven of the podcast. Mistake number two then is avoid growing too many different varieties of microgreens when you're just getting started. So I remember watching a YouTube video when I was thinking about starting a microgreens business and I think it was that guy Corey. He has a channel called Corey's Cave and he said this, don't grow too many different varieties at the start. And I remember thinking, and I will be okay, I'll be fine, I'll, I'll grow as many as I want. And I ordered at least 10 different varieties of seeds when I was just starting out and it's hard advice to take because you might be really enthusiastic about it like I was and you just want to see all the different microgreens growing and that is pretty cool to see that but it's much easier and much more efficient to run a business that grows fewer crops. That's been my experience anyway. I think this is especially important if you only have a small space because you can end up growing up a full tray a week that might only have one clamshell sold on the whole tray. So I think it was I think it was eight different varieties I went out with two of the first customers to sell to at the start, eight different varieties of samples. And let's say you get 10 customers, maybe only one of them wants red cabbage that you're growing and then maybe only another one wants the mustard that you're growing. So you still have to grow two full trays of that. I hope I'm making sense here. So what I mean is, if you offer a smaller number of varieties, it'll be a lot less complicated and you'll be a lot more likely to sell a full tray and have less waste. If you need some help choosing what microgreens to grow, head back to episode 22 and you can hear what are the most profitable microgreens to grow and that would be a good place to start. Mistake number three then, and this is a minor one, but it still caused some awkwardness and possibly lost me a sale or two. And that was going to restaurants looking for sales without a price list. I only done this once, the very first time I ever went to different restaurants and looked for business because I learned from that mistake. But it's the first thing that chefs want to see and I didn't have it. I was able to talk them through what I had and their prices. But people want to see that visually in front of them. And if you don't get an order then and there or there and then, it's good for them to have that price list to look back on because they're likely not going to remember your offer later on. Just make sure that your contact details are on the price list too so they can easily contact you if they wanted to make an order. There's a price list template in my online course that you can use if that's something that you want to do. Mistake number four then, and this is a minor enough one too, and it's throwing out microgreens because you've mistook root hairs for mold. So I've done this, I think pretty much every microgreens business owner or grower has done this at the start. It's kind of like a rite of passage. If you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, when a lot of microgreen seeds are just sprouting in the trays, the main root sprouts out of the seed first and attached to this main root are lots of bright white root hairs. These root hairs, they're really beneficial because they take in water and nutrients. But when you don't know what they are, it's easy to think that your seeds are covered in mould. The easiest way to identify if you're looking at root hairs in your tray or you're looking at mould is that the root hairs, they'll be a really bright white colour. And if you look closely, you'll see that they're connected to the main root of the microgreens. Mould is usually more of a grey colour. It kind of looks like a cobweb. It's furry 
and it'll usually be hanging around on dead seeds. If you want to see the difference between root hairs and mold, go on to my Instagram and look through the top tips and it's in there. You'll be able to see the difference between the two of them. It was red cabbage that I mistook the root hairs for mold. I remember well searching the internet at the time and there was no real good info on it back then. So I threw the whole lot of them out and... I was convinced it was mould but eventually I found two people discussing it in a forum I think it was and they were talking about it and that's eventually how I realised that they were root hairs and not mould. The fifth and final mistake then, well it's not the final mistake, I could probably do another episode on mistakes but the final one for this episode is not spending money on things that would have made my life easier and saved me time. So there was a good few things that I held back on investing in when I was getting started. And since then, I've come to understand the value of time better. And I realized that this was a mistake. So one example of this was waiting too long before investing in a proper dehumidifier. I had an old little small one for ages and it barely worked. And by using that for a long time and not having a a proper one, it led to having wet leaves on the microgreens when the humidity was high because that little old one it just didn't bring the humidity down enough and there was always moisture in the air then because of that i'd have to go and try and dry those leaves with a fan before packing them because you don't want to pack wet microgreens and it was just a mess sometimes and i went on like that for way too long but eventually i spent a couple of hundred on a really good dehumidifier and the problem was solved so there was no more stress no more wet leaves and no more waiting around for things to dry and it just made harvesting so much easier Another one then, and this is a little simple one, but it was the small sprayer bottle that I use for misting really delicate seeds like amaranth and rocket and a couple others. I was using this terrible little trigger spray bottle. Sometimes you keep pressing the trigger on it and no water would come out. It was really bad and I think I spent 150 on it and I kept it for... I don't know how long, kept it for a really long time before I finally bought one of the pump ones for 20 euro was all I think it cost. And that literally saves me a few minutes every time that I need to do a job where I'm spraying seeds. Just makes life so much easier. But it was hard to make that small little investment when you already have something that does the job. It's not doing it well, but you still have something. But it is worth spending that money on making life easier. Because by buying these things, you're really buying back your time. Another thing I didn't spend money on when I was starting out and it would have saved me a bunch of time was I should have taken a course on starting a microgreens business. And I very nearly did. So this guy, Chris Thoreau, you may have may you may or may not have heard of him. He has a microgreens business and he runs it out of a shipping container. And he has an online course and I nearly took that, but I thought bad about spending the money on it and I decided to try and learn and figure out everything myself. I was fine. I did figure everything out by myself and with the help of people posting on YouTube and information that's in blogs and forums and stuff like that. But it took a really, really long time and that time could have been better spent being out trying to sell microgreens. So taking a good online course will get you so far ahead in a short amount of time. It could save you weeks. So it's well worth the money to get that head start. And if I could go back in time, it's definitely something that I would have invested in. There's lots of courses out there and obviously I'd love if you took mine and you worked with me. But either way, if you're just getting started and you have the money to spend, I do recommend taking a course with somebody to avoid all the mistakes and save all of that time. So there are the five mistakes of the episode 
And like I said already, I could make another full episode at least of other mistakes that I've made. And hopefully I'll continue to make mistakes in the future because that'll mean that I'm trying different things and different ideas to try and grow. So don't be afraid of making mistakes. They're a natural part of growing a business or growing as a person. The important thing is that we learn from these mistakes and we use that knowledge that we learn to make the future better. If you haven't already, head on over to Apple Podcasts after this, leave a review, email me a screenshot to brian at microgreensentrepreneur.com or DM it to me on Instagram and you'll be put in a draw and you could win one of three enrollments in my online course. And this could be exactly what you need to get your microgreens started in 2021. And the closing date for entries is the 18th of December. If you don't want to wait around for the draw or you're listening to this after the 18th of December 2020 and you want to take a look at the course right now, you can head over to microgreensentrepreneur.com forward slash online course. So that's it for this week. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. Really appreciate it. Hope you have a great week there and I'll catch you on next week's episode.